live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joe. Hi, Mike. Hello to everybody listening as well. My name's Mike and that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over a decade and each week we just call one another and we catch up. So what's up, Joe? How's the prison warden? How's your mom? Uh, Broomhilda. <laughs> She's fine. How's it going? She's fine. Good. And her, like, is the foot healing okay? Oh, the foot's healing great. She went to the doctor on Monday. Doctor says it looks great. Yeah, but did you have to carry her to the doctor? Actually, my dad has been home. Oh, nice. But he—it's like having two children, basically. So, <laughs> my dad took two weeks off to um, uh, help her her as well. Oh. But it—they really need me because my dad can't cook. My dad can't do it. So it really—it's like two children. It's like right. I'm taking care of two people. <laughs> so he can't do. I'm I'm the fag who has to do all the cooking and stuff. I will say he's been helping by cleaning the kitchen and stuff, but um, I do all the cooking. My dad and I don't know if your dad is this way. My dad is not. He he's capable of doing everything. In fact, he's even like probably better at a lot of things, but he's just like unwilling. So like, what's for dinner, Sue? Like. My mom's going to cook, but, like, if dad's given the chance, he's actually really good at cooking. He's actually really good at housework. He, like, does everything really well and efficiently. He just doesn't do it. Oh, well, he can do things. My dad can do things efficiently, but he doesn't do – he's not good at it. What I mean is, like, I go into the – no, maybe I'm very anal about the dishwasher. Okay. So, like, the cups – Some of us like um, (laughs) twinks and some of us like dishwashers. That's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like the cups have to be in a certain way. Everything has to be in a. If you see my dishwasher, it's like a professional dishwasher loaded right. the dishwasher. And one of the things I hate is when you put the. You shouldn't put the knives up. I know some people are like, oh, you should. No, because when you reach your hand and you can cut yourself. Right. He puts all the knives up. They get better washed better that way, and I understand that. But maybe the solution then is to have like one of the like little cuppy things in the dishwasher for silverware reserved just for the sharp knives. I'm so gonna that- tell you something. They get washed just fine down too. Sure. You know, but they say that. Oh, well, you know what? Rinse the knife then before you put it in, so it doesn't need as much cleaning. I don't know. You know, I broke up with a boyfriend once because of how I load the- loaded the dishwasher. But well, before you say it, my dad loads it like a lunatic. Like he puts glasses on the bottom and plates on oh, top, no, no. and it's like what? No, but go ahead. Um. Well, I understand like the philosophy, and I get all of that. But like, I was like loading the dishwasher once, and I got like yelled at because I was like doing it incorrectly. And I know that you're a lunatic about dishwashers, so you probably would agree with Daniel about that I was doing it wrong. But like, just getting yelled out about it was like. Um, I'm doing your dishes. Well, what did you do so I can yell at you? Um, I guess I never really have understood how glasses fit on like the the like pokey up things, like the little dowels that stick up on the top shelf. Sure. 
So I guess they're supposed to go like between them. Yes. And I was putting them like on what? it. I, you Philistine. What are you doing? <laughs> Who does that? Well, my dad does that. You and my dad put them on. Do you think that's supposed to just like like a finger hold it up and spin? No, it well, goes in between. Some of the glasses don't fit in between. I don't know. And so I was just kind of like making things fit. I don't know. Well, that Teach part. Teach me. That, don't yell at that me. That part depends on the the make of the dishwasher. Is this your personal story? The dishwasher. No, no, no. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got going on? So, uh, on Sunday, I went to run an errand with my cousin Richard. I have this uh, cousin. He's a week younger than I am, and he's gay, and his name is Richard. And we went to go. He agreed to help me run an errand. I went to go pick up an elliptical machine that I was uh, gifted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about that. So on our way to go pick up the elliptical machine. Richard and I are talking, and Richard is in the very early stages of seeing someone um, that he met uh, on Grinder. Okay. Okay. They met on Grinder, and then, the, but this, it, this is actually blossoming into like a relationship. So we were talking about that, and I said, "Oh, that's so weird. I just got a text today from an old Grinder person, like from a year. How old? Like eighty? No, 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 not old in age, <laughs> but like from like a year ago. Okay. And he texted me out of the blue on Sunday. And he was just like, hey, what's up? But I just never responded. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned it to Richard. So whatever, day goes on. Now it's night. It's about 1130 at night. I'm uh, in bed. And my uh, ritual before going to bed is I just read the news on my iPad. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my iPad reading the news. And I get a text message on my iPad from the Fullerton guy. This is a grinder, old grinder guy. Old grinder guy. Former, okay. yeah, I met him on grinder a long time ago. And he goes, horny? <laughs> I fucking hate gay people. We are the worst. <laughs> I'm going to reserve comment for now. So um, as you'll see when this story unfolds. So I go, uh, you know, I am. You know? Yeah. So sure. uh, this guy, uh, we'll call him Mark. Cause that's his name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm not giving any other things about it except for that he lives in fullerton did i I say that yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) you don't remember saying that like 30 seconds no joe i might have to beep that part out okay anyway there are many marks in fullerton that's true it's not like brian in canada did i say that he worked at a bank (laughs) did i say that (laughs) no okay so he and i start getting into this sexting thing Right? Was there any intention, do you feel, on his part to meet up? I've met him before. No, I mean, like, that night. Oh, no, 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 Because I'll be honest with you. It's funny. It's a good question. I'm not a big fan of sexting. If we're mm-hmm. if we're doing a remote thing, I'm more of, like, a Skype or um, a Snapchat, if you will, even though I didn't have it, or, like, a, a phone thing. Okay. I don't like the texting thing. Okay. But I tried that, and he's like, "Nah, just I kind of want to keep it via text." I think he has roommates. Okay. So okay, so we get into the sexing thing, right? And there are pictures going back and forth. I will say that. Thank God they're not part of the story. So we're sexting back and forth, and I write some very, very vile things to him. Mm-hmm. Vile, vile. And you will learn what some of these things are. But um, uh, do you do you own an iPad, Mike? Yeah. Okay. So you have to hold it with one hand. 
And in the messenger on iPad, you have the list of people you're messaging and then the message window on the right side. Right. So I'm holding it with my left hand and typing. And I write, I'll actually say what I wrote now. I'm in the middle of writing. I'm going to pull your fucking pants down. I'm going to slide my cock inside of you and come inside of you. Joe. I even said like, I'm going to come enough to give you, make you pregnant with like 15 babies. Joe. Right. And I'm like, there'll be so much cum inside of you. You're going to have like 50, you'll be pregnant with 15 babies. Okay. And I go, and then as I'm writing this. Which is kind of, I mean, aside from the fact that he's a man, but like more cum doesn't equal more babies. I know, but it's, it's funny to me. Okay. 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 I'm I'm actually partially amusing myself when I write these things. So, right. so to recap, I write, I'm going to pull your pants down. I'm going to wiggle my cock inside of you. And I'm going to shoot enough jizz inside of you till you have come for 15 babies. Okay. Then all of a sudden I get like a ding. And you know, like when you get a message from someone else, it appears at the top window. Yeah. You know, and it was from him. And I go, what? <gasps> you sent it to the wrong person. I sent it to my brother. No, no, Joe, no! I just screamed in my house. I sent my brother. <laughs> Sex? You just sexted your I brother. I sexted my brother. <laughs> I am gonna pull your pants down, mm-hmm. wiggle my cock inside of you, right, and shoot enough jizz for you to have come for fifteen babies. Oh my god! In the middle How of the did night. You- what did you do? I mean, your brother's listening. That's the cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, my God. What's going on with you, Mike? Wait, real quick. I had a, a co-worker who uh, got all of these, like, vile text messages from her brother-in-law about how he wanted to, like, rape her and, like, well, not rape her, but, like, forcibly do sex to her. I don't, I don't know. It was, like, a bunch of nasty text messages. Sure. And so she showed her husband and she was like, look what your brother just sent me. And it was basically the same story. He met some girl on Craigslist and they had this like text message relationship and she had the same first name. So he was sending, he accidentally sent the text to his sister-in-law. No, I think what happened to me is my hand, you know, the way that iPad's designed is your finger can just press any one of those things when you're holding it. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. Um, you know what's funny, and I didn't mention this because I didn't want to tip my hand to for the mm-hmm. story, was also on the car ride with Richard, I was telling him how I read this article, uh, like one of those like Mac rumors or Apple rumors articles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about how in a, in a future iOS, I don't know if it's going to be iOS 8 or iOS 9, uh, Apple's thinking about doing um, this thing with text messages where like a very faint picture of the person appears in the background so that you know who you're texting. Right. And I was like, as I told him, like, oh, won't that be cool? Because you know that something like this has happened to me before, right? Right. Um, yeah. I don't think we ever talked about it on the show, but um, I, I was dating a guy, actually probably the last guy I really dated, um, who right before the show, right before we started doing the show. Yeah. New Kids on the Block were really popular. <laughs> New Kids on the Block was popular. <laughs> I was wearing, I was playing with Pogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> you always go to Pogs. <laughs> It's the stupidest joke, but you were playing with uh-huh. Pogs, uh-huh. uh-huh. And I was listening to, like, Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh-huh. And, yeah. um... What did you do? What You sent a text to the wrong... I was dating a guy who really... I'm, like, I'm not even joking. was like, 
such a fucking catch and like the perfect person ever i was mm-hmm. and for a future story i'm 90 percent sure was the foster child of my grandmother from when i was younger but oh right i remember that <laughs> but um anyway uh, we were like in it we were like this was like barreling towards long-term relationship like early days of you and whoever mm-hmm. and uh he was but it was the early days so he went to a work function and so i went on grinder and this guy texted me um a picture of his ass and we were texting back and forth and he we were supposed to, uh what's his name oh, i shouldn't say his name jamie was his name and <laughs> whatever (laughs) and so jamie um was texting me hey i'm gonna be home in an hour if you want to meet up right and i was didn't realize the guy sent me that the guy on grinder had sent me a picture of his ass and it was fucking an amazing ass right Mm -hmm. and i can't remember what i wrote to back to him but like something very vile like i could fucking eat that ass. Give you 15, I think it was. 15 babies. I, yeah. I think it was like, I could eat that ass out for days. What is this shit that I write on the phone? <laughs> right? And it went to um, Jamie. What's fun with my personality, I could have told... You play it I could have played yeah. it off, and I didn't. He was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry, wrong person. I've told stories before uh, on what someone called lies about how I um, occasionally will say something to the wrong person and i've played it off as like ah just teasing you yeah i've i could usually i don't know why i don't know why i i didn't do that i bet you it was one of these things where i'm like we're in love and we can weather this and it's about honesty meanwhile he's like please never speak to me ever again (laughs) and he really Um, was the one that got away joey we do these uh elaborate video chats every week at my job i know somebody kept tagging you in all these pictures Oh, I did. that was a conference I spoke at this weekend that happened, or this week. Uh, but this is a video chat that's just like one-on-one. We interview an expert in um, on a topic and whatever. It, the viewers are like maybe 200. Like one of the best viewed um, interviews has like less than 300 views, right? So uh, my coworker's doing the interview. It's kind of a boring topic. Um, the topic is like the liver and its role in diabetes or something. And I'm sitting in the same room, so I have to be silent, right? Because she's doing this interview. Why do I feel that's a topic for every diabetes conference? It's not. So the expert is talking. She's like fielding questions in the chat room and doing her thing. And then midway through the interview, the internet in our office drops, right? So there's like about 200 people watching this interview and it's all of a sudden gone and we're like scrambling because so we restart the modem and um it sucks because when we get the internet back we're gonna have to remove the old embed code for the google hangout start a new google hangout and then quickly put the embed code back on the website get the 200 people to refresh their page all of this right so we're like getting prepared to do this as the internet is starting up it was the internet was down for about 10 minutes, maybe a little bit less. When we get internet working again, her computer is there and magically somehow she's in the Google Hangout still. And the expert is just still talking like for 10 minutes had not stopped once and just had no idea she left, right? 
which is kind of just magical. This was magic that that happened in that way. Sure. So then after the interview, the guy hangs up and I kind of lean over and make eye contact, uh, make eye contact as if like, that was kind of unbelievable that that happened. Um, and she acknowledges me and she's like, I know that was fucking awesome. But Joey, she didn't hang up from the Google Hangout. So she like just cursed while there's like close to 200 people watching and it was just very funny and we were like oh laughing about God. it but then the chat room started like talking about it and like most people are like okay with the word fucking but we have a very sensitive community so there has hasn't been any emails about it yet but we're just getting ready for it um it's funny this is the same girl who she went to send a, an email to a group on one of our websites we have like a group of about 500 members and the the group is called geeks with diabetes and they're like coders and like um just people that know technical stuff so she had a question about coding so she sent them an email and said like dear geeks with diabetes blah 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 um she sent it to 50,000 members all of our members instead oh of just Oh my god. Well remember where we used to work? I think this is way before your time. But where we used to work um you could we we were the franchise, right. and so you could do all at um, our office was Anaheim. Remember, you could do all yeah, at so Anaheim. You could email all at Anaheim, that, or you can email all at Boston, yeah. or you could email all at all. Yeah, all at all would be yeah, the entire yeah. company. Yeah, and you would never send an all at all. Like there would be no reason for you to do that. Never. I can't even think of any reason I ever had to. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, we had a coworker who our office that we worked at was very, very, I don't know if, I, I don't think it's like this anymore, but when we worked there was very, very loose, right? And so we, we would send porn to each other uh, and do all sorts of vile things. But do you remember that, oh no, you weren't, this is before your time. Somebody that worked there was saying like this funny, like very not safe for work video <laughs> to all at Anaheim. And he accidentally uh-huh. said, because all at Anaheim was right, right next to all at all. And he oh, said, no. he sent this porno video to the entire company. <laughs> and then did he like have to send it an apology email? Yes. He had to send an apology email. It was horrible. Mm. What else is happening in uh, your world? Well, it's part two of my story. Oh, good. Uh, I thought we were going to have to wait like a week. No, 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 no. So your brother gets a text and he was like. I'm on my way over. Well, he didn't He didn't respond. And so, obviously, that killed the mood for the sex scene. L- right. Lucky for the guy, though, he came right afterwards. I don't, it was weird. I said, Did you tell him? No, you sent well, it after to he had come. Uh, I was like, hold on. And then I was, like, freaking out. And then um, I came back. I go, are you still there? And he goes, yeah, I came already. And I told him what happened. He's like, you know, like, LOL. L-M-A-O. <laughs> You know? Good night. Yeah, good night. Yeah, I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> right? I'm like, thanks a lot. Uh-huh. Go to your bank. And um, <laughs> sperm bank. So uh, so now I can't sleep. I'm freaking out. And it's not necessarily that I think my brother is going to like yell at me or be angry. It's actually a different thing that's not making me sleep. It's that I don't want to fucking hear it for 20 years. Let me tell you something. <laughs> 20 years ago, I went to a Billy Joel concert. Mm-hmm. Okay, with Mercedes, actually. We went to a Billy Joel concert. 
and Slash from Guns N' Roses came out and played a song with Billy Joel, right? I don't know when my brother did this, but my brother decided to Google me. And he found that, like, after the concert, I went on some Billy Joel forum (laughs) and wrote that, you know, told him that Slash came out and played with Billy Joel. And I said, like, the rock angels wept in heaven when that happened. (laughs) My brother has not let me live that down. He shouldn't. For decades. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying he should. Yeah. But imagine this. Right. I'm going to be like 80. My my funeral. My brother will get up and be like... Well, I remember Joe, who was a very funny guy, and uh, one time he said he wanted to pull my pants down and put his cock inside of me and give me enough cum for 15 babies. Ashes to ashes. That was 50 years ago. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So You really think you're going to live 50 more years? Who, you, who are you kidding? I'm lucky if I live two more years. <laughs> so anyway, it's like, oh, he hasn't responded, so I can't sleep. So mm-hmm. I'm like, the fu- he's wait. You didn't send any follow up text. I would have. I would have been like sending a million texts after that. I did. I wrote, ha ha ha. Looks like I have the story for next week's episode. So I can't sleep, and I realize he hasn't texted back. And I go, oh, he's charging he's his phone, and I know where he charges his phone. It's on the clear on the other side of the house. So I can't <laughs> sleep. So at five thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. I get up. Now, I remember, I have Broomhill, I have the warden, you know, yeah, in the other room. So I have to sneak out of the house, mm-hmm. right, like a teenager, and get in the car, and I speed over at 5.30 in the morning to my brother's house. I don't even listen to music. Wait, 5.30 in the morning? I thought you were going to sleep. No, I didn't sleep the whole night. Not a wink. So I get at 5.30 in the morning, I get in the car, and I drive to his house without music. I listen to no music. I'm just go- like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Like, I'm like one of those, like, one arm Wait, driving. music. No, no, I'm just in my head. And, like, oh. one arm with the wheel, like, determined look at my face. Like, not, like, tunnel vision. Like, weaving in and out of traffic, right? Yeah. So, I get to my brother's house. And I just, like, right in front of the house. And I walk out. And I, outside of his door, I can hear my sister-in-law and him talking. So I have a key to the house. So I just put the key in the door and I walk inside. And I go, where's your phone? And he, they just look at me and I'm all like, where's your phone? And he goes, it's charging. And I go to his phone and I go, what's your code? And he goes, da-da-da-da-da-da and tells me the code. Uh-huh. You, meanwhile, you can say the name and profession of somebody, but you refuse to give your, your brother's passcode. Yeah. And um, he goes, <laughs> I, so I... Uh, Go to the tech. He goes, what's going on? What's going on? He's like freaking out. He thinks like somebody died. Yeah. And I go, hold on. And I go to the messages. First, I individually delete each message. Then I delete the whole set of text messages. Everything's gone. Zapped. <laughs> right? And I erase them from my phone. Ugh. I tell him a brief version of the story. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I was sexing someone and I accidentally sexed you. See ya. And I walk out the door <laughs> and like leave. And he and his okay. wife are just like, what? My brother calls me a few hours later. Can I go back home? And I go to bed. Now I'm t- now that it's gone, it's done. My brother calls me and he's like, uh, "What's your the- brother on an iPhone?" Yeah. Okay. My brother goes, "What the hell was that?" He goes, "Like it was. I was like just waking up, and like it was so. It was like just all that happened so fast." He was like, I, "That's like the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Like you came inside the house, 
deleted text messages from my phone and then just left. And I told him it was. He, he told me that my sister in law wasn't too happy about it. Sure. Because she was like, "What if I was naked?" You know, like True. he just barged in the house, and I was like, "Well, what am I supposed to do? Call them?" Yeah. Then he'd be on his phone. Yeah. And also, if I knocked or rang the doorbell, it would have the dogs would have started barking and it would have woken up my nieces. Then it would have been. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. It's better to ask for forgiveness than to have them know that you want to put fifteen babies into somebody. Enough come for fifteen babies. <laughs> so he doesn't have an iPad or use iMessage. He has an iPad. Text... He has an iPad, but no, I. I but his iPads. Uh, he doesn't have iMessage on his iPad. Okay, because the messages would sync. No, doesn't have that so you... feature on his iPad. Okay, I I made sure I double checked. Well, also by now. He already knows what it is. Right, because you just told it a second ago. Well, I told him later on the phone. Okay. It's more, you don't... Maybe it was nastier than that, and this is your story. I mean, did you really... I mean, Mike, how much nastier can you get? I know, I know. Wiggle my cock inside of you and shoot enough jizz for 15 babies. My theory is it was something deeper and darker, and this is your story that you're telling everyone. What if it was a dick pic? Maybe that's why I re-energize my Snapchat. Oh, maybe. Right? Yeah. Because if it was a Snapchat, so, it wouldn't have happened. There was no dick pic on there. Huh. Joey, um, speaking of dicks, my my house is not very dramatic. I know a lot of people, when they find out that I live with five gay guys, they're like, oh my god, the drama. But we're actually really kind of calm. But this past uh, weekend, on previous ep- episodes, I've explained how... Uh, my two roommates, Ricardo and Alex, who have been together for like 11 years, are in a somewhat open relationship, meaning that they are they're supposed to shop together and find a third if they're going to do that together and bring someone home and experience it together. That's kind of the plan that they're in. I'm not passing judgment. I'm explaining the situation they're in. So last weekend, Alex went to happy hour with his work friends. And he came home really drunk. Uh, He got dropped off, and I don't even know how he made it in the house. And he basically stumbled into bed and, like, passed out. It's like 11 o'clock, drunk. And so Ricardo was here, and he was kind of waiting for Alex to get home so that they could go to the White Horse. And when Alex passed out, Ricardo's like, well, going to go alone then. So he goes to the bar. And when the bar closes, Ricardo comes home with the bar back. Uh, this guy named Kyle and Joey. Is Kyle hot? He's not my type. Um, Would it be my type? Of, I, it's really weird because I a lot of people, a lot of people have told me like, "Oh, I'm into Kyle," and I I just cannot see it. I cannot see it. Maybe I'm not. I'm not really sure. So Ricardo brings Kyle home, and Joey. Why did they fuck? In the bed with Where else were they Alex, gonna fuck? With Alex passed out right next to them. Oh. And so Kyle left, the barback left, and Ricardo told me the story the next morning. And then he asked me not to tell Alex. He doesn't want Alex to know. And it's like you guys fucked in the bed right next to him. And I'm kind of uh, I'm thinking like he doesn't need to know and I don't I don't know. I'm I feel like unless I'm directly asked, which I will never be, but if I'm directly asked, I kind of just don't care. That's kind of their drama. Their, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. What would you do in this situation? Like, I feel uncomfortable. And there's a there's a second chapter, actually. But, like, it's just none of my business. I should not. I don't have to say anything. Yeah, because you know what happens is even when you think you're being helpful, if there's a shoot the messenger thing that happens. So this is a definite case where they would definitely shoot the messenger. Like, they'd have a big fight, and one of them would be mad at you because you told the other. And then they would get back together and they'd blame you for being a shit starter. There's no sure. upside to this. And I really feel like the situation they're in, it's not like they're completely monogamous and this is, you know what I mean? Something like super outside of. But if he was really drunk, why doesn't Ricardo just say like, Kyle, oh, what's, what's the boyfriend's name? Alex. Alex, you said that I could sleep with him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's certainly possible, but I, now it's too late, I think. But, Joey, the other day I went to the White Horse um, with my buddy Jonathan. We're sitting talking, having like <clears> – we're having like a deep conversation actually about like politics and whatever. And Alex shows up and he kind of like elbows into the conversation, but like uh, he should have. Like we're the people he knows at the bar, so he comes up and is listening, but like he has nothing to contribute to the conversation. So he's kind of just like – passive checking his phone checking every person that comes into the door like not part of the conversation and we were already deep in this conversation so um we were continuing and then joey kyle the barback walks up and gives alex a hug and i'm like watching this out of the corner of my eye like he fucked your husband like they've they've done that and you guys are just like sitting here hugging and talking it's just so awkward to me um so i'm just like watching and letting it be awkward and I don't know. It's really an interesting thing that's happening. So, and you don't think Alex knows? I don't think so. Um, just because of how secretive Ricardo's being about it. Because the other day, um, Ricardo was teasing me about something. And I was like, in front of like my other roommate, Mario. I was like, oh, you want to talk about secrets, huh? And then... <gasps> Ooh, girl. He, Would you ever he was be like, in an open relationship? I think that I could be in an open relationship if, like, I don't think that I can start a relationship and it be open from the beginning. Like, I would need a really solid base to build that upon um, with, like, really clear rules. And, like, I over I tend to overthink things. So, like, I would need some rules set in place so that um, I, I went into it knowing what I was getting potentially so yeah i would have rules um there was one guy that i briefly dated where we had a a very loose set of rules and i don't know if that was followed but i would still stick to these rules if they could be which is and my rules are just particular to me i mean i realize they don't make any sense i don't mind if the other person gives or gets a blowjob and i don't mind actually believe it or not if the person's safe and uses a condom mm-hmm. and i mean i'm sorry it's a top tops with a condom but the other person couldn't bottom and he couldn't make out with the person. Hmm. I think I would be okay, again, if it was built on something really sturdy with maybe the other person like – I I hate saying it this way, but it really articulates what I mean. Like sport fucking. So like not creating relationships, but like, like maybe meeting somebody and – having like good times for once or twice, but not like creating a relationship where they're continuously meeting up with the same person or is that weird? No, I think I agree. No. In, in fact, you like if they saw the person more than a couple of times, I'd be kind of upset. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, making out doesn't really bother me. Oh, it does uh, for some reason. Because I mean, that to me is very intimate. Mm-hmm. I I understand it, but um, what's happening in LA? Any good news stories you want to tell me about? So, um, Mike, um, I actually don't know how I feel about this story. I'm going to tell you. So, um, in in uh, here down here in LA, um, there's another one of those kidnapping cases where a teen was uh, kidnapped, married, and impregnated, and she was held captive for uh, close to 10 years. She claims to be held captive for close to 10 you, years. You, yeah, I think you know the story. Yeah. So the suspect is a guy named Isidro Garcia. He's 41 mm-hmm. from Bell Gardens. Uh, he met the victim, uh, you know, he was dating her mother in Santa Ana and 10 years ago, and then they, she van- they both vanished. And then she reached out to her sister on Facebook and uh, the then came to the police. Uh, they were married in 2007, had a child in 2012, but she also... Using fake names. Using fake names, but she also had a job. Right. She had a job. She had access to the internet. She had a cell phone. Yeah. She went to and from work. She dropped her kid off at the babysitter every day. And look, it, if somebody is in a place where they're so afraid that they... You know, are living like I'm not saying that she wasn't a victim of this. I am a little bit suspect of all of it because of like how free she was. Um, there was a really good, the Anderson Cooper interviewed her lawyer last night, mm-hmm. and no, I'm sorry, Anderson Cooper interviewed his lawyer, the 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 guy charged with all of this. Yeah, and he basically um kind of cornered him. He said like, okay, let's say that. This was like a consensual – you're saying this is a consensual relationship and um, she had free will and she was able to do everything she wanted to do. But you if you have to admit if she's 25 now and this started 10 years ago, she was a child and under California state law at that time, a, a person at the age of 15 cannot enter a consensual relationship with an adult. Well, no, that That's part just, he's in trouble. Yeah. Right. So I, I think – I don't know. Like what if he – Scared her to the point in the beginning where it was like he like forced this upon her, but then now I'm not she... saying I find it hard to believe, but I want to know more. I'm if... yeah. There's a lot of missing detail. You're right. Yeah. Um. So his lawyer is kind of saying that basically, um, she was in this consensually. She was happy. They are now at a point where they were divorcing and splitting, and her way of Getting back with her family was making up this story about getting forced to do all of this. So this is like – that's his lawyer's side of it. Once again, I tell a new story and Mike Lawson knows way more. (laughs) Um, It's an interesting story. Um, And I think our – the media really likes the story of like a kidnapped person coming back to the life that they were in after a long period. We really like those kind of stories. So – that's why this one's really interesting but um when she walked into the police department to like turn herself in so to speak she knew like the she knew the the docket number or whatever like she was like oh Oh, really because i was yeah and this is my case number if you want to see the missing person that i am so like she had access to like everything like the internet and what have you so i don't know what do you feel though like you know what the problem is with these news stories that I do is I see this story when it first comes out and I go, okay, add to my flipboard. And then I just get the first story. Meanwhile, you're all of a sudden uh, um, Woodward and Bernstein 
with this news story and know all the details. Like, in fact, I have her here right here, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's pause real quick for a quick interview with her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I do I do think she was 15, right, when this happened. So how many other children have we read about that were kidnapped and had the opportunity to escape and didn't? Now, here's the thing. Right? I'm this, Mexican. This does happen. I'm Mexican. And so I can say this uh, as an expert in Mexican stuff because I go, I, I go to taco tours. Yeah. But in Mexico, 15 is like American 26. So she was able to <laughs> she was able to make these kinds of decisions, but I guess they were in the United States, and so she, uh, yeah, this guy's going to be on the hook for definitely um, uh, statutory rape and doing like all the stuff that like taking a, a minor and right. all that nonsense. But but all, all of that being said, this is not the same as that Castro case because these this woman was like. Out and about, driving around, had the internet, right? Yeah, they had the baby in 2012. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel very weird. They should do a podcast. Somebody, I feel very weird telling somebody who comes out and says, I was a victim of this, and all of us telling them why they're not a victim. They should do a victim of the podcast. I mean, sorry, they should do a podcast called Caught Up. Okay. And they'd be like, uh, I'm Isidro. This is my victim. We've been um, an illegally married couple for almost 10 years. And each week we get together and get caught up. And then they tell personal stories and news stories. What do you think of that yeah. idea for a podcast? It's a good one. Maybe you should produce it. Maybe they broke up because Isidro told the victim that she couldn't go to Vegas. <laughs> You're stupid. Joey, San Francisco um, has a crack pipe exchange program. Oh, and that's great. It's going to expand. And when I first read this, I was like, um, why do we have this program? But it actually, I guess, reduces the number of HIV uh, cases that are showing up. Crack pipes cost about 40 cents each. And this program distributes about 50 crack pipes a week. To people that need it, mostly in the tenderloin area, um, and I don't really understand how a crack pipe could give you HIV, though. Don't you just smoke it? I know so little about crack. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I offered to give uh, Mark from Fullerton a crack pipe, but it was a different kind of crack and a different kind of pipe, and that could for sure give you HIV if I were positive. Why are my jokes not landing today? <laughs> So dumb. Um, I really don't really. I, I'm being completely honest. I'm not sure how. Uh, well, crack... if you're smoking HIV, that's going to be a really good way. <laughs> yeah, don't smoke HIV. Smoke Kids, don't smoke HIV. So, according to this article, um, drug users who contract and transmit HIV and hepatitis C when they burn and cut their lips on broken and makeshift pipes is a public health duty the city should take on. So this program, actually, the city was funding and has decided at the last minute to stop funding, and a private uh, person stepped in and has expanded the program for a year, and they're hoping the city will take it on eventually. People like my father, is, I would imagine, are kind of up in arms about this because it's just the city funding crack pipes for 
liberals. I don't know. It's so funny that you're saying this. Um, Richard and I have been having these conversations about how when we reach our parents' age, are we going to be like this? Like, what's going to be the thing that tips us over? Because I told you just the other day, I may not have mentioned this, just the other day, my parents were having a conversation with people. And the topic of the conversation was about how Donald Sterling shouldn't be forced to give up his ownership of the Clippers. That First Amendment rights. Once again, with this fucking misunderstanding of the First Amendment. Yeah. But, like, First Amendment rights, man. First Amendment <laughs> rights. Sure. And it, he should be able to say whatever he wants. And I was like, fuck. So, you don't I was, it, yeah. so Richard and I was, I was, you know, we were speculating what it will be, you know, when we're that age um that tips us over well i don't i'm not a a political science kind of like know-it-all but i don't know that it it is the case that all old people become republican i think that we might age and be you know kind of a liberal sort of generation until death and then maybe our offspring will become um more republican because of the world that we've created and then I think it, the pendulum might swing back and forth. I think a lot of it has to do with technology, which might, you know, when you're more in touch with technology, you get to see more things and hear more sides. And my parents, my, I'm not even joking. Yeah. It took my parents, I'm not joking, over an hour to order something from Target online. <laughs> I know. Joey, I'm in. Uh, I'm doing this cal- this class at Cal. I've told you about before. Uh, I did last year, and I'm doing it again at Berkeley this year. And the man I'm speaking with, it, he works for. Um, I don't know if I should say, it, but I'm going to uh, covered California. Um, and he he's an older guy. He runs their social media, but he's an older guy who <clears> probably <throat> was like uh, their marketing manager or he's done marketing all his life so he's really good at like putting ads in the newspaper and like stuff like that yeah like, now i always tell my, f- my people who work with me like i'm i'm putting ads on friendster <laughs> I'm put- he's like forced into this like social media role because it's like the new way that people do marketing right so um we had a planning call it was on go meeting which is like the easiest platform you just call in and punch in like a six digit code followed by pound uh, he was 18 minutes late because he couldn't figure it out. 18 minutes? And I'm like, you're running social media for... Oh, I shouldn't have said what it was. <laughs> um, I'll beep it but... out. Okay. So, uh, that's that. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, crack pipes. Oh, yeah. Um, And San Francisco actually has one of the best needle exchange programs in the country. Uh, Anywhere in California right now, you have to basically pay to dispose of your sharps. But in the city of San Francisco, you can drop your sharps off at any – there's like 57 locations. Pretty much any Walgreens will take them. That's kind of just unheard of in the state. If you want to be safe with needles to dispose of them, it will cost you. And that's kind of a weird way of doing it, but – uh, San Francisco is awesome with that. So, the end. Um. Well, look, look. We are we've we've done basically an episode with one news story. Oh no, you've done two news stories. No, I did one. I have one. It's really depressing. Should we just do your other one, or should we go on? Should I go out on a depressing one? Um, I have one more news story. 
and you just do whatever you want. Okay, well, I'll do it, but we, let's not spend too much time on it. Okay. All right. So, uh, a mother was found naked with a knife after she stabbed her three girls to death. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Her name was Carol Coronado. She lives in Torrance. And uh, her three girls were three, two, and two months old, which I can already tell you. It's probably this oh, shit. postpartum depression if you're having that. Did she kill them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Killed them. Oh, God. Um, She called... um. Her her mother, so the grandmother showed up because the Carol had called her mother and said, I'm going crazy. Uh, I need help. So the grandmother rushed over. Here's the funny thing. The father was there. He was outside working in the yard, which this would totally happen in my house. My dad would be so oblivious. My mom could totally stab me mm-hmm. and murder me and be like dancing in my blood. And he'd be like, yeah. uh, Betty, where's the... I need some iced tea. I need some. I, I need some Arnold Palmer iced tea, <laughs> right? And she'd be like, "Okay," and she could come out with the blood on her and my head in her hands like Medusa, you know. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, "Oh, thanks. Oh, this tea. I need more ice." Anyway, um, yeah. So she, uh, she murdered them. What's going on in the Bay Area? <laughs> um. Well, listen to this, Joey. I'm sure you're gonna get a kick out of this. The um, you're a uh... Your uh, gay icon, your your idol, Harvey Milk, is on a stamp. I know you know about that, right? Yeah, we made jokes uh, about this because he'll finally get, you know, people, we can finally lick Harvey Milk in the rear. We, we made these jokes. No, we didn't. This, this stamp just happened this week. But I think they announced it. Because I feel like I've oh. done that joke like, oh, well, okay, we can lick him in the rear. Making fun of gays again. No, no. You're mixing up your bad jokes. That was about the airport, and you're like, will, will they only have the back door open so everyone could come in? <laughs> I'm glad you think you're funny. <laughs> well, I so, do like that. I do like they should they should promote that at the USPS that we can uh, now you can here's our chance to lick Harvey Mark Milk in the rear. In Castro, people lined up by the hundreds, according to this news article. Um, some people buying like a hundred dollars worth of Harvey Milk stamps. Um, and I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I think, I mean, I think it's great that he's on a stamp, but like, I do know like across the street, there's also like a sex shop where there's a mannequin in the window with a strap on. Right. That's the next step. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. It's just interesting. Like what would milk say about our community? Wasn't there some country in Europe that did put like S and M people or sex toys on the stamp? I don't know. I, it was recently like in the pa- Amsterdam. Yeah, the past couple of months, somebody put like hookers or or, uh, or sex toys or S and M people on a stamp. Uh, look, you, you, this is trope that you have that I hate Harvey Milk. I don't have a problem with Harvey Milk. I have a problem with a lot of these gay activists who think Harvey Milk is the be all and end all of gay history. So, yeah. um, and there's other great people in gay history besides Harvey Milk. So we not only should we have um, Harvey Milk, we should have all these other people who I don't know who they are, um, <laughs> in, in, in uh, on stamps because they're not on stamps. Just just so you know, if they were on stamps, you would know who they were. I'm gonna tip my hand here on this joke, but my mom the other day was like, "I really like that Patrick Harris." It took me five minutes to, to realize she was talking about Neil Patrick Harris, which I never think about Patrick Harris like I. It, it, I, I was actually upset it took me that long to figure out she was talking about Neil Patrick Harris. My um, 
I I th- I understand what you're saying about like him not being the best or the all-encompassing gay icon, but I think that it's nice that there's an icon that is celebrated and at the point of being on a stamp. I don't know. I he wasn't actually killed for being gay though. Like that's something that am I right? Like no. he was killed because the guy he wasn't supporting that Dan White's like reappointment or something. Yeah, because he also killed Mary Moscone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I see what you're saying. Dan White was hot, not, by like, the way. Um, he looks like a Kev or what's the Brolin's the guy's name? No, he didn't look like him. He was hotter than Josh Brolin. Josh. Well, that Brolin. was the thing is on the movie. They made I don't know why, but they made. Uh, Dan White older, but I think in real life he was only like in his late twenties or early thirties. Hmm. He was really young. Interesting. So that's uh that's what's going on up here. What do you got going on next week? Well, today uh, I'm going to this um, World War II memorial with who do you think I'm going with? But it's a memorial for World War II Latinos. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> yes. Cool. And um, that's the only thing I have. My, Mike, I am in under house arrest. I might as well have a bracelet on my ankle. <laughs> uh, Memorial Day is coming, so I'm going to just enjoy the long weekend. I have plans to meet up one, with one of my high school friends who now lives in the city. I haven't seen him in like 12 years, but um, his name's Peter. He's actually in the What's Some Call Eyes archive. Um, I told the story about him in the past. It's a pretty juicy one. Um, and then I'm going to be traveling a lot this summer, which reminds me, we should probably maybe create a calendar of some sort to talk about recording and stuff. Cause I'm going to be gone a lot. This is basically the last full week that I'm going to be at home until like September, but, um, uh, coming up, not this coming weekend, but the one after. So I have to get prepared for it. I'm doing a week conference in Florida with a former Miss America. And then this random like B list actor who was in his credits are so random Joey like What's his name? Well, I don't want to put it on here, but Well, tell me. Jim He like That's not B. He's in that's Vo- like Jim B-list is like Ryan Phillippe or like B-list is still pretty high. Oh, then like D-list. He yeah. was in like Lost Boys. He he has like all of his credits are like legit, but they were like one episode of Grey's Anatomy, yeah. one episode of The Big Bang Theory, like all like legit things but like just random random uh part so i'm preparing content for that um it should be a, an interesting time but um yeah so just getting ready for everything so sounds good um okay well it was nice talking to you mike <laughs> nice catching up with you joey mike kiss my grits Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, uh, um, 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 um